0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: No matter what, yeah, ain't no crime. Yeah. You
0: ain't got to tell me her. I know I'm the To lose somebody crying. you really love and they not dead. They not dead. Suck it up and roll, yeah. but you did to me. You yeah. 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 love you with all
1: my heart, I swear to God I do don't so forgive you but i never forget what you did i'm not a human being and i came up from that and just imagine that now i got my own just imagine that you of- have entered the nfl trend zone i am your host dustin baker here with west johnson and jason bowen what we do each week is cover the nfl topics for instance we had a lot of aaron Rodgers melodrama. shocking no decision yet. We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about some of the most underrated players from 2021 and the most overrated players. And that's just the, uh, the opening salvo. We'll have more NFL topics. But first, before we jump into those, we're going to talk about Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, and player performance props, to where the next fired coach might end up, online is number one sports for all of your sports betting needs. the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use this promo code, BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V just like the title on our show. Uh, use that to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right on down to the Olympic coverage that just uh, – finished up last weekend from sports to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your favorite wagering online destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager in all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. We are less than three weeks from free agency. That is the spot on the calendar. We have our NFL topics tonight. I want to revisit something that we chatted about towards the end of the regular season. But since we have everything in the rear view postseason, regular season, um, and free agencies on the way. I want to talk about overrated and underrated players um, to lift up so that the open market is, these don't even have to be free agents though. These can be anybody, but I figured it was an apropos topic. So we're top because we're about to have this huge pool of players. That's going to be coming and going. Um, so I'm going to start with US, the most overrated football player Postseason, regular season doesn't matter from 2021. Who is that man?
2: Post-season? Any, no, anytime or anytime. Yep. Um, Oof. That's a tough one. Um I would go with um I'll go with let's do Lamar Jackson. Ooh, okay. He he had kind of a up and down year, but um I I think he's still riding the high from his MVP season, and he definitely had the the weapons at his disposal this year to take that next step. And I, I just don't see that he did. Um, he probably had a few nagging injuries, but even still, um, you know, not a not an excuse.
1: No, nope, it is not whatsoever. Jason, give me your most overrated player from twenty twenty one. Well,
0: my most overrated player is is I agree, I agree with with uh, West there is is Lamar, impartially because I saw some quarterback rankings that came out um you know the not too early uh quarterback rankings heading into 2023 uh, or or 2022 I guess and and Jackson was on there. I think he was like fourth. Mm-hmm. And um you know and I said it before last season too, I just I I don't know. I, I, I think that, but since Wes did pick Lamar, I'm going to go Kyler. I'm going to go Kyler Murray. I'm going to go Kyler Murray. I think that I've, I, I actually had the privilege of watching more than just one game of his. And I was pretty unimpressed to be quite honest. Um, he made some good plays, but he also made a lot of bad plays. And for him to get the praise that he's been getting, cause he's, he was also in the, in the top five, um, rankings from what I saw uh as well, which I, I I do not agree with. Um he's still got a lot to prove. Um both of those guys with the way they maneuver and the way they play ball, they have a <laughs> long ways to go before they can be put in the same category as uh as a uh Josh Allen or a Pat Mahomes or a just even a Justin Herbert. Was those? if I'm was, thinking about just quarterback.
1: Were those under age twenty five or was that in general? Or was ranked that, were, were we Although, doing under twenty five? No, no. Were your rankings that you read under age twenty five, or is this just? Oh just...
0: gosh, you know I don't know, and I don't really know who. God, I'm trying to think. I think maybe one of the beat writers from NFL Network put it out there. Okay, um, and it could have very well been um, because, yeah, Rodgers wasn't on it. Okay, so so now that you say that, that it very well could have been.
1: Yeah, no, that would that would truck a little bit, but yeah. So I I am unoriginal. I have to go with Jackson too because I swear. That we are the only three people in the world brave enough to say it that he flat out had one good game against the Colts and it was marvelous. He orchestrated a comeback that really made them feel like contenders at that point in the season. But on the whole, you know, usually there's 32 starting quarterbacks on a given Sunday in the NFL. Jackson ranked 17th in QBR, 19th in DVOA. 19th in EPA, that's uh, the the analytics efficiency, 23rd in passer rating, 24th in pro football focus. And nobody cares. It's just, there's no, I mean, there's nobody that's going to say, eh, are we going to pay him a big contract? There's no um, scrutiny sent his direction. And that's fine. You don't have to savage the guy. It was a down year, but it isn't advertised at all. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that he's basically a running back the way that he produces yards on the ground. Not that he is only a running back, but he is a RB one slash RBR two for the offense. So some of his quarterback heat can be swept under the rug, but some of these metrics do account for that. Like uh, I believe QBR um, accounts for scrambling. So yeah, uh, number one with a bullet most overrated player. And I, and this is the difference here. I think he'll be back be just fine next year, but for 2021, he was not the same quarterback, not even close right to to where he was uh, my underrated player I don't know if we'll all agree on this one is Amon Ross St. Brown and I think I, I brought him up towards the end of the regular season and that's because in an offense that was quarterbacked by Goff who was only good for one single season when he went to the Super Bowl he out of nowhere it felt like had 912 receiving yards and 17 games from USC because I know you'll bring that up And the coolest part about his resume is he was a fourth round draft pick. So he is the type of character that will give everybody hope that this April, we got to find the next Amon because they do exist in the lower rounds. And Wes, you probably knew that he was going to be good for for a few years now. But if he did that in year one, or if he did this on a team like the Chiefs, he would be the hotness, but it was kind of quiet. And only the fantasy footballers know how good he was. Wes, who's your underrated dude? My underrated
2: guy is derek Carr um we bashed the Las Vegas Raiders heading into the season for just the the way they left their offensive line and what seemed to be shambles yeah. um and it for the most part remained that way uh through the season um to lose your head coach midway through the year also is not, um, easy to overcome. And, uh, not only did he overcome it, but he led his team to the playoffs. Um, the final game against the, the chargers, it, it came down to, you know, should they tie the game or should they go for the win? And they, they went for the win and, um, he really impressed me this year. He he seemed to like take that next step. Um I you know, what Josh McDaniels is able to do with him this coming year um be really interesting to me.
1: But he has itis and Tenahilitis where people aren't sure if he's actually good or if he's actually mediocre. So do you think that if you would have airdropped him into the Rams offense this year, they would have either been in the Super Bowl or won it? I think so. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. how, that's how I, I, I do. I think Stap, Matt Matthew Stafford is a wonderful quarterback. And I also think that Derek Carr is a wonderful quarterback and so is Kirk Cousins. I think all three of those dudes with a dream team, like the Rams, I think they would have got the job done. Um, Stafford just has more grit for personality. And I, th- I think that's the difference that he, he find, it, there should be no better case study on what a team can do for a quarterback than what happened to Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. give us your underrated dude and we'll move on jason yeah actually i got two of them and
0: you mentioned one and i got kirk cousins and jimmy g yeah i got both those guys i mean cousins his numbers speak for themselves and jimmy g um not quite i don't have his numbers right off the top of my head but what i do know about that guy is when he's on the field they get far Mm -hmm. they do um and i don't know if it's all directly correlated to him but Hey, the statistics would, would lead me to believe that it is. Uh, and then, and, and I have never in my, in my life seen two quarterbacks that are being talked about so often about their team trying to get rid of them, <laughs>
2: um, right.
0: you know, and, and, and car is, is, is a, is a good one too. But at least they're talking about extending this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I I mean, there's talks. Oh, how's how what, what's gonna happen with cousins? What's gonna happen with Jimmy G and, and Cousins situation, a little bit different. I mean, obviously the team at as a whole did did uh not nowhere near as good, but we we know the reasons for that. You got an offensive line that hasn't grown into its full capacity yet. They've been at least trying to build it, their defense has through injuries, trades, and old uh, old age, has kind of you know it wasn't what it once was either. But he has been the one consistent in that team. Um. So that just it, I th- th- I don't know that those guys will ever get credit. He doesn't have the playoffs, but you know what? Garoppolo does. Yeah. <clears throat> and 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 they it, it, it seems like the media, especially, is is so quick to get that guy out of San Francisco. And this in the media in Denver is just as bad. They're like, we no way we want either one of those guys.
1: Uh, uh, there's a simple reason for cousins itis, garoppolo itis, car itis. I think it's I think it's so straightforward, but we don't ever really call it out is that you have Rodgers and Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then probably Deshaun Watson if he's not on his bullshit. Those are the those are the best quarterbacks in the business. Usually Russell Wilson's up there. We don't know what happened this year but for some reason the media and for cousins price tag a lot of the time if you're not like those guys then you ain't it plain and simple you if you can't consistently lead fourth quarter comebacks every time and you know have that brady feel about you then you're not a franchise quarterback. And it, that is the individualization of football that has transpired in the last half decade is we we've done it mono we mono like it's the NBA, like it's magic versus bird, like it's Garoppolo versus Rogers. And that when you, when you pit two dudes against each other in a 53 man team sport, it's inevitable that you're going to give the onus to the quarterback, good and bad. And I think that we try to I think fans, they salivate over what Mahomes does. And then they're like, well, Cousins only makes about $10 million less than that per average. So, you know, I, we got to keep drafting till we find our dude that's like that. And that's fine if you want to do that. But there's only three or four dudes each year that are elite. And then you have the, the guys in the other crusts like Prescott and stuff that aren't quite there. But we try to force them in there.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, but it's such a conflicting message in the media too, because everybody's like, well, you need to have that franchise quarterback, Mm -hmm. but there's so many teams. And if we're just talking about those guys that you just mentioned, granted, yeah, they each got a ring, but I mean, we can't Jimmy G. And Aaron Rodgers, well, well, Aaron Rodgers is much, much better than Jimmy G is. Yeah. Over the last five years, Jimmy G has been almost more successful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he has been. Yep. And it's like, you know, the the is like, well, we need to, we, you need to get that franchise quarterback locked up, but they, 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 they just refuse to define what that is. And mm-hmm. in, in, in turn, you have teams that are hemorrhaging cash to pay these guys and the quarterback market is ridiculous they need to do something about that and if they did who knows if things would be better or not I I don't know but I I just don't know how you could look at a quarterback that throws 30 plus touchdowns every year and minimal interceptions each year and say that yeah I don't nah
1: not not him <laughs> oh, I, do, I deal with this every day
0: <laughs> I mean and but then you could look at like a Matt Ryan who we talk about a lot on this show, and there a couple of years ago, there was a lot of people that say that he was in that top five category.
1: Yeah, yeah th- there's dudes that hop up there and hang out for a little bit, and then they're they're just not as great. And but all the
0: money that, that 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 they that they invested into having that franchise guy didn't amount to shit. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's not going to get one ring
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like a Rivers. Yeah, Rivers is another example that he always nibbled at the elite. Always, every year he was right there, but he just wasn't quite as good. Yeah, yeah. and that's why I want to, I, I would love
0: to be part of a fandom within their, their realm. Yeah, because that eventually has to bother people like us if we were cheering for them. I mean, if I was a, you know, <laughs> it, like Elway situation growing up as a Broncos fan, Elway was getting to the Super Bowl every other year. I mean, you were mm-hmm. at least there. And then granted he took about eight years and then he got back with Terrell Davis and won one finally, but at least they were there, but Rogers hasn't been to a super bowl in 12 years.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> And that, that's why the it's, we talked about being in that chargers boat where you start to get frustrated. Like, well, we do this every year. We go 11 and five. We lose in the divisional round. Well, the, that's happening to the Packers, albeit some NFC championships too. And then you have a section of that that fan base is, is like, let's just move on, let's trade them, and let's get build a team because we we just is not working this way. And just think about how wild that is. There are people <laughs> that would rather get rid of Rodgers because they're sick of the drama, which we're going to talk about in about 45 seconds. They're willing to get rid of the two-time MVP because it's simply not working. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean that's yeah, not that's, what that's what, not that's what the majority my question
0: was is yeah. is if there's fans out there that that because I I remember Peyton Manning's last year I wanted him
1: out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you probably want to what to want a Super Bowl without him?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's just like man because I I knew though what he had done in Indianapolis the prior decade. And oh yeah, it, you know it's just, he he was the same way, and eventually it's like
1: man. Yeah, he got but, v- very fortunate that. Two of his his two shittiest playoffs, he won Super Bowls. Yeah, (laughs) it's weird. Ironic is that. So and yeah, that's another thing that people don't talk about or even know about is that the the run to the Super Bowl went over the Bears in two thousand six or two thousand five. I think it's two thousand six. Um, he that playoffs he wasn't that good. Bob Sanders was there and the defense was good. And then they drew the Bears in the Super Bowl and won. And then, yep. I mean, for the love of everything, holy, he was terrible in 2015. And yeah. Osweiler was better. But because they had like the Kobe like treatment, they went back to Manning and they won a Super Bowl with it. But it wasn't because of him. No, no, he had uh, six
0: uh, touchdowns to 19 interceptions before they benched him that year. And in the Super Bowl against the Colts, he had one touchdown to two picks, and he was MVP.
1: Yep. Oh, it's wild. All right, Wes, uh, I want you to take us through the melodrama of Aaron Rodgers. On Monday night, he was in his feelings, which is totally fine. And But he's also on Rodgers' watch that he inflicted upon himself and said, I'm not going to drag out this search like I did last summer for three months. So presumably, because free agency is about two weeks away, you'd think that he would want to make a decision so that he doesn't hamstring his team's ownership and subsequent teammates because they have decisions made based on the cues he gives. So Monday night, he said he was thankful for everybody in his life. The past year, his girlfriend, his teammates, Nathaniel Hackett, all of them. And he's very grateful. And he's just Monday night gratitude. It, wouldn't you know it? He's going to talk on the Pat McAfee show the next day. And he gets on there and says, if you came here looking for breaking news, you ain't getting it. Uh, so <laughs> uh, you you know the man is self-aware. Um walk me through what the deal is
2: here. I don't know. I, I think he's just seeking attention. I, I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to what he's doing right now. Um anything more than you know just wanting some sort of attention. Uh Super Bowl's over. It's been a week, uh, you know, put the spotlight on me because I'm Aaron Rogers and um, I'm something special or, or I think I am anyway. Um, it, it's really weird. Um, I know he's doing some kind of cleanse, uh, pancha karma or something, yep. <laughs> which includes doing an oil enema so i mean who, who knows what what's going on i'm sorry guy. what
0: yes an oil enema
2: oh yeah so it's uh like feel. five karmas that you do one of them you induce vomiting um <laughs> i don't know this and, thing and, and all that's real crazy. yeah <laughs> okay yeah
1: well i mean hey he's two-time mvp the stuff works evidently so, <laughs> works for him so i mean, I mean who do. knows
2: i mean he was you know, with Shailene Woodley and kind of a, a maybe she
1: was giving him the oil. Crunchy kind of a,
2: a girl. So like, you know, she Well, probably... that's the other
1: your pal, uh, Sally from Minneapolis was on our Vikings show. And that was one of her big things is like he's talking about her in present tense. And they're allegedly broken off from their engagement, but he's treating her as if she's the best thing in his life. And it's like, are they together or are they not? And the cat Maca- Pat McAfee didn't even ask him about that yeah and not that that really matters in the grand scheme of things but yeah he he's talking about her as if she you know still the woman behind the man, as he calls it and but we're like we thought you were broken up so yeah
2: i i just sent you guys the info on the <laughs> the five karmas. so uh enjoy we'll do that in hawaii yeah <laughs> oh, man
1: <laughs> uh jason tell so this could directly indirectly affect the uh, future of the Denver Broncos because number one, with the bullet land Rogers services and his cleanse it, are the Broncos. But <laughs> he, he could have come out and said, yes, I've requested a trade this morning, or he could have said, I'm retiring. But instead he said, no, I'm just gratitude. I'm grateful for stuff. Uh, where does this leave you Rogers and Broncos?
0: Well, I mean, it, you know, when you, you sent me that that night and I got mm-hmm. on there and had a look and it, it, Rogers is pretty calculating. I mean, in some of the things that he does, he's an odd duck, a uh, very odd duck. He's taking oil enema. I could have done without <laughs> having heard that. Um, but you know, I got, I got to be honest after you sent me that and I looked at it, I got pretty excited. I saw what some, of uh, some of my guys were saying in Denver. Um, and it just, it felt like, he was going to announce something that next day, which is exactly what he wanted everybody to think. Um, and let's just hope that it doesn't drag on much longer. I mean, I was pretty excited to, to see what was going to get said on the McAfee show because correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he announce uh, like a month and a half ago when he was on that show that when the decision is made, that's where he was going to announce it. I'm pretty certain he okay. did.
1: That would make sense.
0: Um, so, for him not to not to announce anything is just baffling. I I don't uh, know what I, I he probably goes
1: back to Green Bay. I would guess. I I, I don't know. That's I, where that's where I'm at, and that's mainly because I lose I was embarrassed last year into believing that he was so upset that he would be traded to the Raiders or the Broncos. That was last year, and so now. I've, and I have all these far memories so fresh in my brain. I, I was, although I was a drunk ass back then, I remember for four consecutive off seasons, at least this is what happened. So it's something in Wisconsin that makes very successful men do this, where yeah. the culture makes them waffle. And you
0: gotta, you, I'm sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. you gotta think though, that he has to be looking And I know that Dustin, you've mentioned this before, but he has to be looking at Roger or that at Brady and uh, Stafford. <laughs> and thinking, you know, maybe a change of scenery would be okay.
1: Yeah, and, uh, no doubt. Like, and I, I believe he hit that epiphany last spring and early summer. And then they pussyfooted around trying to figure out, well, I don't know. And I think he, Devontae probably lured him back in and he, he's so good that they're guaranteed to be in the mix when the NFC North flirt with the Super Bowl. So there's always the puncher's chance. So why, why go try the open market and have something weird happen? But for 11 consecutive years, they've fallen short. And so you got to look at the jealousy factor. Brady goes and does it easily. Just walks goes to Tampa, outfits himself <laughs> with the best possible freedom situation on the planet, wins the Super Bowl. Then his rival, which is like this junior rival because the Lions never threatened them, goes to an Olympic dream team. Wins the Super Bowl after his dumbass like lost in the first round of the playoffs. So I think that yeah, he looks around the landscape of this and really starts to think, ah, a year from now I'm going to be on this McAfee show saying the same thing. Like we couldn't quite get it done. Don't know what I'm going to do next. And I think it's best for him to try somewhere else because he's my age. I always say that he's born a month and a half uh, later than me. If he follows the Brady train, he probably has three or four very good years left unless he um, gets caught up with like Manning did in 2015 but i i swear he's going to be back with the packers like i i just i know it and i'm going to keep saying that cuz it'll probably be the opposite this year where he does get traded but he has to decide because his team needs him to decide they don't have the luxury of having a sweet ass cap situation they are underwater like all hell and he alone can fix that by extending or just merely saying i'm back but this limbo stuff it's 40, $40 million that he, the team doesn't know what they're going to do with.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, he's already gotten the, the praise from, from the Packers faithful. And I, I, part of me thinks that he is going to go somewhere else too. And I really hope it's Denver, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, I've been in a fucking tizzy. I was pretty pissed off when he didn't announce shit.
1: Oh yeah. When they got on there and it was almost like he was like, you guys really thought I was going to come on here and announce something. Like, I'm not going to break any news here today. It's like, what, <laughs> really? Like <laughs> like you laid this entire like trap and then just completely forgot that people could take the, the clues a little differently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, a- I, I think he'll remain with the Packers just because uh, I'm cynical like that.
2: All right. I agree.
1: The uh, The next topic here, Wes, is looking at so so free agency. A lot of players are going to move around this way it goes. It's my favorite time on the offseason calendar. Most people get enamored with the draft, but I'm not a big college football mind, so I like free agency foremost. Um, I want to know, so your team, the Vikings, my team, the Vikings, they got to do a lot of work between now and the summer to even determine if they're going to be a playoff team or not. Probably they will. They have a track record of contending or at least pretending to contend which teams already right now before free agency, before the draft already have a very good chance of making a suitable
2: run next year. Uh, I think the uh, San Francisco 49ers. So it doesn't matter. The quarterback doesn't matter. The quarterback. Um, This is also probably banking on them rolling with, uh, Trey Lance, um, they will be able to uh, recoup some draft capital for Jimmy G. And then uh, I believe a good chunk of their cap should open up uh, from that as well. So they should have some maneuverability uh, both in the draft and in free agency to add to whatever uh, what already is a pretty solid roster so i i really think the 49ers are set up well um to compete next year for a championship
1: jason which teams doesn't have to be just one um give me teams that have guaranteed like minus injuries have guaranteed relevance already for
0: 2022
1: um oh, man going to interrupt for just a second and talk about NordVPN, N-O-R-D. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all of these threats that are out there that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering fast connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $400 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by using nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code BLEAV. That's believe to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, Nord VPN. I think the Bengals. Wow. I yeah. think the
0: Bengals, I think they're going to shore up uh, as of right now. I mean, obviously no free agency or draft, but I I was so impressed with the Cincinnati and, and I just got to be certain that they're going to add the, the necessary pieces. And um, I think that they're better set up than Kansas City, to be quite honest. Uh, even though, I mean, I'm not saying that because they beat Kansas City, but I think Kansas City, is going to have some question marks.
2: Really? Well, that's, that's, that's I amazing.
0: just don't know where that team is going to go. Um, you know, they, they haven't been able to quite get over that hump. These guys are not getting any younger. I know that they're still, I mean, I said it last year, they proved me wrong. They had that resurgence, but, um, and I think, and I think the Rams will be there again. You know, uh, I just, I, I like their coaching staff and, San Francisco, I agree with too. I mean, I love it. To me, it comes down to coaching, yeah, you know, yeah. and, 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 uh, and, yeah, I mean, I love what the Vikings brought in too. I like that O'Connell hire. So,
1: oh, yeah, that was fabulous. That
0: press, <laughs> yeah.
1: press conference I was just watching and I was in awe and I kept trying to think, am I doing this because I love this football team or do I really think this is excellent? <laughs> 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 and I could, and I decided the former, I decided that he really nailed it with charisma. Yeah,
0: um, and, well, the chargers should
1: be, yeah, but that's yeah, I don't know, <clears throat> yeah, they should be, <laughs> they just they should have been last year, too. <laughs> well, the Bills, um, too, yeah, though, yeah, my guaranteed relevance team. So, with teams that are not quarterbacked by Tom Brady, that are the runner up to the Super Bowl, have a hard time replicating what they did. So, I don't think the Bengals will be as magical. They might get the wild card, but I, uh, I think I'm notoriously not sold on them in general, um, even this season. And I was wrong a lot of the time, uh, but my guaranteed relevant teams are the Bills because they they have the nucleus. And Wes has said about uh, half a dozen times that they are designed to beat the Chiefs eventually. And I think they'll keep chipping away at that mission. Uh, the Patriots are guaranteed to be relevant because they have the best coach of any toward ever. And I don't think that unless they have a bunch of opt-outs, which they won't because of COVID, they'll be just fine. The Chiefs, I will never discount a team with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, this is when the juice starts on his contract. That's important to a uh, Remember, because now they have to do it like the rest of the world. They have to pay this dude 45, 50 million a year and outfit a roster around it. Regardless, I think they're there to be relevant. So I got the Bills, Patriots, Chiefs, and Cowboys. The Cowboys are there. Um, They've got maybe a year or two left of a good version of Zeke an overpaid version of Zeke now as that contract starts to expire, but they rebuilt their defense in a single year and it should only get better led by Micah Parsons. And then these Rams, it sounds like most of them will be back. McVay has solidified himself, not only as the youngest coach in football, but also one of the best, probably the second or third best, all the other ones in the NFC. If you want if you're a fan of the saints, you're a fan of the Seahawks, blah, 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 Washington commanders. That conference is wide open. Because the monsters of rock, like the Packers, you don't know if Rogers will be back. Brady allegedly won't be back. So that means they're gonna be the Bucks from four years ago. Saints are in a mess. Cardinals are hoopla with Murray. And then Seahawks don't quite have the pizzazz that they once did. So the NFC is wide open. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's else on the docket, gentlemen. What about, uh, we, we, we will spend a lot of time until it's decided talking about the quarterback carousel. So, so far we reasonably have Carson Wentz, who it sounds like the Colts wanted a one and done because they realized he ain't it. And he just bungled a chance for them to get in the postseason. And he was really the only part down the stretch of the roster that was weak because they know how to build a team and they thought they could do it with him for a few weeks. He looked pretty good, but on the whole, they missed on the playoffs. So Wentz, Rodgers, maybe, maybe, probably not. Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, if he gets his stuff figured out. Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Sam Darnold. I don't know if he's anywhere near the caliber that you want to have that. But th- this setting up based on rumors to be a quarterback carousel. But I want to know, Jason, which of those guys, you, it sounds like you think Rodgers will will move on. But is this going to be a, a nothing burger? Or do you think we'll see two or three or four names traded I would love
0: to see it. Yeah. I would love to see it a lot, of shaking it up, moving it around, and getting these guys uh, another another a fresh start. Um, see what they can do on another team. I think it'd be good for the league. I think it'd be good for uh, for them for their professional careers. Uh, for both, certainly for both Rogers and Wilson. Um, you know, I, I I hate to see I hate to see this happen with, with these quarterbacks and, and you saw it with Favre too. Um, and you know, these guys are just too damn good to just accept what they've been accepting for the last decade. Plus, um, you know, I, I, 12 and four and these great, the, well, then you saw it with Peyton Manning. Yep. I mean, and, and granted, um, he didn't contribute a whole heck of a lot to that, to that Broncos, uh, Super Bowl, but, I mean, we all saw what he did in 2013. I mean, that (laughs) resurgence of just, you know, and I I just think it'd be good all around for the league, for the player themselves, and for the
1: franchises. What do you think about Wentz? Is he a QB two, or do you think somebody will... Like uh Texans or somebody that really needs a quarterback Washington or something, gives him another somebody,
0: somebody'll give him a shot and make him quarterback. I hate Wentz, I do not like Carson Wentz at all. Um but yeah, I mean he's gonna get and so will Teddy probably. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate people are gonna look at that from a macro level. Um, Teddy's numbers, and they're gonna they're gonna convince themselves that they could, you know, just like Denver convinced themselves and just like the Panthers did the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Wentz is going to be, it's crazy that they're already talking about getting
1: rid of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's going to teams like the, maybe the Colts now Panthers for sure. They're not settling for quarterback mediocrity. I think, uh, is it fetter? I can't remember the guy's name in Carolina, the general manager, but I think he's even on record saying that they're just going to, they're going to keep going until they find their franchise guy. and. You know, that's that's fair because you want that guaranteed relevance that we spoke of, that you have a puncher's chance to be in the playoffs and beyond. And when you do the middling stuff with with Bridgewater and cross your fingers, it'll only get you so far. But with Wentz and Goff, guys who were drafted back to back six years ago, the thing that's always so weird is they were so good for a limited time and they were young and the sky was the limit. And then what on earth happened? Like I just do not Wince was even I remember watching Wince in twenty seventeen, little bits of twenty eighteen, and I'm thinking, God, this guy's good. Like I mean, he had a cannon for an arm. He had escapability. He could scamper. He looked the part. Cool name. Like then all of a sudden he got hurt and just I don't know. And then even Goff in twenty eighteen, when when we had shows like this, he was a top ten guy, and Mm -hmm. you wonder like. Did they get figured out?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well Golf had was a privilege, or was was the benefactor of great coaching, and some could be the same could be said about Wentz. But yes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he if he didn't succeed in Indy, right, with his quarterback coach and Reich, who was supposed to be able to to get through to this guy. As he's, I mean, he sh- he shouldn't be a quarterback one in the league anymore. But yeah, you're right, man. Those guys were electric.
1: Oh, I know. They were the f- future of the league. Uh, Wes, what happened to Wentz, especially? And then tell us about the the carousel. Is it nothing burger or do we see some movement?
2: I uh, will see some movement. Um, speaking on Wentz, uh, yeah, he's probably done um, in Indy, which. Is crazy when you think of what they (laughs) invested in in him just for a year of his service. Um, They'd have to eat a pretty big cap hit. Um, I don't think they would be able to trade him again. Um, I think it'd have to be a a roster cut. Uh, So I I could see you know one of these other teams—Washington's, Carolina's, Denver's—taking a stab at him if they. lose out on the the rest of the market um i've been uh toying Jimmy G for a while now um i i truly think he'll probably be uh the class of <laughs> those available quarterbacks uh on the market unless you know you happen to, th- to think that Deshaun Watson's um legal matters will just magically go away um uh jimmy g will be that guy and i I think there's going to be a bidding war probably between uh denver and washington for his services with a dark horse being indianapolis uh, i could see them do something crazy like offer up uh 2023 first round pick and what's supposed to be a, a really prospect deep draft um uh, and this is this yeah. is all this
1: is all because he is the the woman at the bar at two a.m. That he's the only one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He
2: he's the best of the bunch. I, I don't see Rogers moving. I, I don't see Wilson moving. Um. I I I don't see any of them um, moving. Uh, the best of of the available bunch will be Jimmy G, uh, oh, wow. in terms okay. of somebody that's you know done it uh has some playoff experience and um is able to you know navigate the ship to the super bowl for a team yeah he certainly did that in uh, 2017 carson
1: Wentz played in 13 games before it was an acl broke his leg or something 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions and that was in his second year he was an old rookie so that was 25 years old he had some um you know some development on the fly in college. Cause he, he was late to the party, but yeah. And you know, he could scamper a little bit and get two, 300 rushing yards and he was so good. And I remember watching him and he was starting to enter my fear pantheon. Like, God, if the Vikings got to play, this guy it's going to suck. <laughs> and and then I, I just, I'll, I'll never quite understand it. And the other thing I made this point on the Viking show about an hour ago with, with the quarterbacks, whether it's car cousins or any of the dudes that could be traded that are kind of in that mid-tier is right now for the Vikings fan base, it's got to trade them or, you know, draft a rookie quarterback, or you're stuck with this mediocre guy. And so we want an answer from the new leadership is what are they going to do? Are they going to extend them or are they going to trade them? But I want the fan base to know that this is probably a fluid situation for the new general manager, because we already know, you know, Dustin wants them to keep them for two more years and, you know, Jake wants them to trade cousins. But what I told the group an hour ago was if you had a vehicle that was worth 15000 bucks and you love your vehicle and you don't, you're not going to sell it, if some guy walks by and says, I'll give you 25000 bucks for that vehicle. You'd be like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do that. And I'll go buy this same car on the used open market. And then I'll have 10000 bucks to go spend on whatever I want. So I don't think that general managers look at it like fans do where it's like, you got to trade them, got to extend them. I think that they have a game plan that says we can win with this guy, but if we do get a godfather deal, we can make the team better in the long run. So I I hope there's nuance there for Mm -hmm. our listeners to think that I don't think that general managers wake up and, put on their slippers that say Kirk cousins. I I really think that they listen to everything. And then if the offers aren't quite what they want, they're going to stick with them. It's, it's more than they're not fanboys that say either or.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent with that. And I think to be a good GM, you have to be that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Not, not be fully vested in, you know, one one way or another, but keeping all options open and, uh, you'd be a shitty one if you didn't. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there are a lot of, a lot of <laughs> shitty ones on there, but I think the fans, when they're going for it that way, they're that, you know, they're so vested in the fandom that, that, uh, you know, and I was going to comment one more thing on, on uh golf situation. Um, I said, I love the way the McVeigh and company handled that situation because they could have very easily, easily have convinced themselves into golf. And extended him and and did that whole thing and kept him around and why because they got to a Super Bowl, darn near won the Super Bowl with him, Um, you know. But they didn't. They you know he's he, he's not going to get cut. It he's gone. And even when they traded him, I mean, he was still doing reasonably good compared to what I've seen in Denver over the last six years, anyway. Yeah. Um. But you know, God, I get West those. Wilson and Rogers need to move for everybody's sake,
1: right? <laughs> I It'd think be good for the league. I think with, uh, with Goff, the Rams hit a point with him where in 2020 through 20 touchdowns, 13 picks, I've said it before on the show. That's a stat line from 1992. That's That's awesome for when Jim Kelly or John Elway do it, but that doesn't work anymore. And there are certain moments of truth and playoff football games or even meaningful big regular season primetime games where you saw it with Keenum in Denver in 2018, that game against the uh, chiefs where he had whoever it was wide open yep. for a touchdown and the throw just wasn't quite there. Yep. And with golf, he was that like yeah. we have everything else. We got a great coach. We're ready to sell all of our future draft picks to make a run at this thing. And you want the guy who, you know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, can make the big time throws late in the game. And they, they evaluated Goff and said, he might be able to do it, but it's not like this other guy can, especially this guy who has experience in Detroit from playing from behind. He knows, you know, he's got all these fourth quarter comebacks because his team sucks. And I think that that's the difference is if you think that you're the team that's going to find lightning in a bottle with Dilfer or Foles or Flacco. That's great. That's the little engine that could. But if you want to have a top fourteen guy who reasonably is going to win you a Super Bowl with the team around him, then you gotta you gotta spend spend the bucks, spend the trade capital. that's
0: right. and to potentially win because of him. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. not in spite of him.
1: yep. and that it only Brady is always muddled at the sample size because he's won seven Super Bowls, but you never really know. If it is normal for a foals to get hot or flocko to get hot. Um, that's what the Vikings chased with Bridgewater and Keenum and Bradford. And some people think cousins are just like that. You think you're going to be the, the team that gets hot. Even Manning in 2015, you think we got it, all, got all the rest of it. He just needs to be there and manage the game. And it works what every four years and other than that, it's just Brady who wins all the time. So <laughs> yeah, yep. all right. We're not gonna let Jason talk first on this topic. Um, so we're gonna have Wes with his his voice. We talk about the Broncos a lot, and that's okay. Um, they are at a spot where in two and a half weeks they'll have the opportunity to explore free agency, which is ho hum for quarterbacks. They had Cam Newton, Mitch Tabrisky. I think Winston could be considered an option, so they can do that. And or they can go in on the sweepstakes for the guys we just mentioned in the trade carousel, or they can draft a Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. Or they take a swing at Rodgers, or they can go with Drew Locke. Um, Wes, I don't think you have anything against the Broncos, but that's certainly not your
2: team. Tell me what you what they should do and what they will do. Uh, what they should do, obviously, they should try to everything in their power to. Um, convince Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers that he should be playing uh, football for them. Um, What will probably happen is, as I mentioned, the the bidding war uh, for Jimmy G's services. Um, Maybe Jameis Winston is a fallback, uh, somebody that can at least chuck the ball. (laughs) Uh, Not not nearly as... uh, uh, careful with the football, but uh, at least can get the, the playmaking playmaking receivers involved.
1: You're leaning more into this Garoppolo thing, and yep. you're you're doing that because you believe he'll be the last man standing. But would you want him on the Vikings if if Cousins didn't exist? I mean, are you talking yourself into him or you just think that teams are going to think he's reasonable?
2: As the roster is currently constructed? Uh, The the 2021 Vikings. The 2021 Vikings. uh, The 2021 Vikings with the preseason hoopla. Sure. Yeah, I I would take him on. Okay. Um, Because there, there was a lot of upside to player additions, Mm -hmm. um, players that were healthy, et cetera, um, that we were looking at going into the season and both you and I felt that we were primed for the playoffs. So, uh, Jimmy G is a quarterback that could bridge the gap and and get us there this year. And then, you know, we had drafted, uh, Kellen Mon, so maybe, um, Mon would be ready if not this year, the f- the following year to to take over the reins.
1: Okay, so any of these teams, the Steelers, Broncos, the Vikings, not going to happen, Garoppolo, but they should look for his services, but also focus perhaps on the twenty twenty three draft for the guy. So he's basically a very good bridge.
2: Yeah, okay. I, I, I think I so. see. Wh-
1: I see where you're at now. Okay, all right, Jason, this is your floor. We usually talk on uh, t- get on the Denver topic once per week. Tell us where you're at emotionally. What they should do. What they will do. Well, emotionally I'm all over the place, Um, but I think,
0: yeah, obviously I, I, they've had a package in place for Rogers since the draft last year, they, they really have. Um, So they will be going all in for him. And I don't know if they're going to resort to Russell Wilson, if they don't get Rogers or how that's going to work. But I know that one of those guys is their, their, their plan a, Um, which I'm certainly hoping for if they don't get either one of those guys, then in my opinion, the best option to bring in would be Jameis Winston and allow him and drew lock to compete. Um, you would have at least two big arm quarterbacks that can get the ball to those skill position receivers and at least make an attempt to see what some of those guys have, um, I don't believe that there's a quarterback in the draft that Peyton will target. Um, I don't think he's going to reach. He may take one third, fourth round. Maybe um, I think Peyton is way too smart for that. Uh, so I think he would, he would you know, prefer to wait again. I think the quarterback crop coming in next year is a little bit more hotter, uh, but it, they're, they're in a, they're in such a predicament because they've been drafting these skill position players for the last five years. And they haven't been able to utilize any of them. No. And it, it, it is almost kind of like a way, I mean, you got Noah Fant that's going to be coming up on a, on a fifth year option. You got Jerry Judy. That's already going to be in his third year as he's watched Jefferson and um, you know, these other young receivers just reap the benefits <laughs> of, you know, being a young star receiver in this league. Um, even if, you know, your your guys' as Vikings, I mean, they didn't get the playoffs, but gosh, at least you guys got to see some explosive plays. Um, and what these guys are capable of, it hasn't been the case in Denver. Um, maybe once every eighth game, you can see an explosion out of one of those guys. Um, So, I think that that's got to be a mindset, which is why they're going to go all in to do whatever it takes to get Rodgers. Um. But if they don't, uh, I don't see them bringing in the Jimmy G because I don't think Jimmy G is the long-term answer that could take advantage of those guys either.
1: Isn't pivoting to that Winston plan if they strike out on Rogers? isn't that more of the same of this Kutkino and Flacco? And I mean, isn't that just doing the next chapter of not quite it? Or do you think that there's more in the tank from Jameis? I, I, think,
0: I think it would be kind of... I think that you could actually sell the fan base that that is a little bit different, okay? Right, because we knew we knew what Bridgewater was, we knew what Keenum was, and we knew what Flacco was. I'm not so sure anybody really knows what Jameis Winston is. I mean, he went and had. I mean, granted, let's forget about the interceptions. I mean, he took advantage of those skill position receivers in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a gunslinger, which is almost identical to what Drew Locke is, and I think that, um, you know, when he was in when he was in New Orleans, I mean, they ran the exact same offense they ran with Drew Brees, which is mind blowing to me. And you you never saw Jameis on it. but you know, maybe s- sitting down there, he was able to get his turnovers under control. And if he could go back to being that gunslinger with a limited turnover capacity, I think. I think he could be a little bit different than those guys that you mentioned, but I don't know. I mean, we pretty much know what Jimmy G is too. So I think Jimmy G would be closer to that. Okay, You know, yeah, I think we know what he
1: is. The only stain. For Winston, is that interception season? Because I mean, 30 interceptions. First of all, how does he even stay on the field long enough for a coach to allow that to happen? Wouldn't you get yanked after number 23? And <laughs> it, just bizarre. And so that will follow him until he has a season without that many interceptions. And I, I really think that's the only knock on him. Yeah, because he almost 5,500 yards that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's yeah. done some weird stuff, but that's, I think, kind of in the rear view by now. And uh, yeah, they ran that that dink and dunk style offense that was catered to noodle arm breeze towards the last part of his career. And it was weird because Jameis isn't supposed to be noodle armed at all. Um, so yeah, and if you think about
0: like the new coaching staff that they brought in, um, the younger, the younger t- guys that are, you know, I mean, we poached mm-hmm. coaches from the Rams and the Packers um, and Nathaniel. I, I mean, I think. You, you, and if you put a competition between Drew and Jameis, I think you're going to get a little bit better results than Drew and Teddy. Those, those guys couldn't have been more opposite. So, yeah. how do you, as a coaching staff, coach to that to get it to be successful for the overall team? I just don't think you can. Um, so I think, uh, I think that'd be a fun competition to watch. I mean, because if you're not getting one of the big guys resorting to a Wentz or to a Garoppolo, even though Garoppolo has been you know, what I mentioned earlier, successful, I think that'd be pretty similar, but who knows?
1: Yeah. All right, gentlemen, what are, you, what are your bro-
0: thoughts on that?
1: On the Broncos? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm having it both ways. Cause I've always thought Rogers would go there and, but then he just does too much stuff that makes me roll my eyes. And I'm like, who knows? He's just going to stay in green Bay forever. um But yeah, I really think with Hackett there and, um, they have the the money, and if once and for all they want to get back to that Manning feel from 2013, that they're going to have to take a swing at it. So, yeah, I think that they will try for Rodgers, but he makes it so cloudy that you have no idea if he even wants to be traded. Um, but other than that, then, yeah, I really think that they would, they would be the one to call on Cousins because that's where uh, Peyton came from and uh, they've been starved of a dude who can merely throw 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, and Cousin does that like the sun rises. So, yeah, I, I think that they're going to find their guy, and I think it's going to be a trade, even if it has to be Matt Ryan with a restructured deal. I think finally um, it's the, the anti Elway from 2016 until now. I think Peyton is going to get a quarterback. So I, I don't see them – doing the, you know, we're going to get the best out of Jimmy we could possibly get because that's what they do every year since Manning retired. So I really think Peyton has a clear head that says, I just watched Super Bowl and they gave up the farm for Stafford. Let's do that. Let's let's throw some skin in the game and go get a quarterback we know is guaranteed to get us relevant. So I hope you're right. I, I have the same feeling. Yeah. All right. We are up against it for time, but we'll be back in one week. And that will be... Ooh, less than two weeks from free agency. So we'll be back with more NFL topics, and that's all we got. There guys. go. Take it easy.
0: Feeling like it's all they fall, I remember when to me.
2: These days it Just
0: Like I remember when it wasn't nothing with us. Now I got it all. Chopping game with the president. We on the call. Yeah, freely Now we flying over Bogota. I i Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for
1: B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.